And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick. JT with you as we open it up. We come to you live from Radio Row, our final day here at the Los Angeles Convention Center. And it's a celebration of Cliff Branch, who was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame or the announcement of his induction coming up later on this summer. And we're going to celebrate that today the way I celebrated it last night, the way so many Raider fans around the globe were partying, having fun, and toasting Cliff Branch. Let's get that going on the radio in between some of the interviews that I have lined up today. Just overwhelmed with joy and excitement last night when we got the news at NFL Honors and Cliff was in. And now everybody, everybody's got their guy in the Hall of Fame. Our guy, Cliff Branch, is a Hall of Famer. And he was a Hall of Famer a long time ago. And he was held up for whatever reason. And I'm not really into that anymore. I don't want to talk about the past on this. I want to celebrate Cliff's life and celebrate it with the Raider Nation today. Emotionally, it was a special night. I ran into a lot of Raider alumni, a lot of people in L.A. who were celebrating the fact that Cliff's in, hugging each other, Marcus Allen, Rod Woodson, all the great Raider legends that I've seen. James Jones, who's right in front of me now doing an interview, he was overwhelmed. Michael Irvin, who I ran into at the Ditka, Jaws, Ron Jaworski cigar party, he was overwhelmed with the news last night. And remember, we had Barry Sanders on yesterday, who was a huge fan of Cliff Branch. I thought it was really cool that when they announced Cliff on stage, they showed Barry Sanders sitting in the crowd. So that was a great night, and I celebrated late into the evening, had a really good time, and it was all about Cliff. So our number is 702-365-9200. I got a bunch of unique interviews that are coming in, hopefully one very special interview that I'll wait to announce here when we confirm it. But I want to talk to the fans today. That's why we're here, and we want to talk about what this moment means to you and what it means to us here on Raider Nation Radio about having Cliff in the Hall of Fame, Mark Davis's best friend, and that high honor. So we open up the show with the announcement last night. Here's how it sounded as Cliff's family got the news. It is now time to meet the 2022 class of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This all-pro receiver was a regular season star and a postseason hero, a three-time champion, a deep threat for the ages, and a Raider for life, Cliff Branch. Here representing Cliff Branch is his sister, Elaine Anderson. How cool is that? So that's last night at NFL Honors. As the Branch family got the news, Elaine Anderson uh, kind enough to go out on stage representing the Branch family. So that was fantastic. We are live from Radio Row, brought to you by Remy Martin. I want to give you some valuable advice as I continue to elevate my cocktail game, whether I'm at home or at a restaurant or at the Super Bowl site in Los Angeles. Always request Remy Quantro in your cocktails. Classic cocktails use Remy Quantro, the Margaritas, Sidecar, Cosmopolitans, Mai Tai, the White Lady, and the Elevated Mimosa. It's time to elevate your cocktail game. Go to Quantro.com 
for all of these cocktail recipes. That's C-O-I-N-T-R-E-A-U.com. Remy, teaming up for excellence. So that's where we're going to start off the show today and get rolling on Cliff Blanche. And, you know, a couple people last night told me that they were still bitter about how long it took. And I said, no, not anymore. Now we got them in. Now let's celebrate and get your hotel rooms, get your airline tickets for later this summer, and we'll get into that. Also, another big thing happened last night. I think a lot of NFL players went to a party or two or three, and now they're having fun. All the NFL players are finally getting into town. Radio Row was a little bit light uh, the first couple of days here. Now it's starting to pick up, and Derek Henry just walked by me about 10 minutes ago. And I thought he was a pretty big guy. I seen him play live. I had no idea how big this man was. Another giant monster football player. And Derrick Henry will hopefully get him a little bit later on as he's supposed to slide by. You know, Raider fans are also wanting to talk about where this team goes next after all of the signings of head coaches around the league and the hiring of Dave Ziegler, who's now the new GM along with Josh McDaniels. Uh, Everybody seems to be pretty excited about that. And we're going to check back on that. Bobby, check the phones here, and we'll see what's happening here because the phone's supposed to be ringing with our guests coming up here in a minute. So we'll double-check on that coming up here, and then we'll take your calls at 702-365-9200 as we open up the show. 702-365-9200 is our call-in line if you want to get going here. A little bit of chaotic now because we're trying to book a special guest, and he's trying to get through to us here. So we'll get that going here momentarily. A couple other things I want to get to, the James Harden trade is a monster story. Monster story going forward on the trade here as the Lakers are right next door. We're going to get into the NBA a little bit later on in the show. Omar Ruiz is going to join us from NFL Network. And then also a very interesting interview for those in Vegas who remember a great player, one of the greatest players in Bishop Gorman history, and that is Haskell Garrett, who played for Ohio State. He's going to join me at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk to him about the great experience that he had, not only at Bishop Gorman, Ohio State, as he gets ready for the NFL. So that's a fun interview I want to have for all the Gorman moms and dads driving around Vegas. Stick around for that at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Roger Goodell, I thought, was praised yesterday as the State of the Union went down. We played all that sound yesterday, and we're getting ready to play a little bit more of that. Now we're trying to figure out What's going to happen next with the Rooney Rule? Uh, The Rooney Rule is very important. I talked about that with Rod Woodson on the air and talked about it again with him up close last night. He had a lot to say on that topic, so I'll tell you about that coming up a little bit later on in the show. And also another big piece, uh, Fred Bolitnikoff is working with me to try to get Cliff's sister on the phone, and we're waiting for that to happen. So, Bobby, uh, let's go to break here quickly because our guest is trying to get through. We're going to clear that up. We're going to bring you more of our coverage live from Radio Row as we open it up here. And we got a big show. It's a celebration of Cliff Branch as we get rolling. So jump on here. I want to hear from the great Raider Nation on this before we start stacking guests for you. The JT The Brick Show brought to you by Remy Martin as we begin live from the convention center on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. I'm tired of the underdog narrative. We're a really, really good team. We're here to make noise. And 
you know, teams are going to have to pay attention to us. We're, like I said, a really good team with really good players and coaches, and we're, we're coming for it all. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Oh, yeah, JT back with you in L.A. What a day. What <laughs> The weather is incredible. I mean, this Super Bowl, if the weather hits the way it's supposed to, is going to look incredible at SoFi Stadium. JT, as we continue on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio 920, that was Joe Burrow coming out of the break. A great quarterback Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, this could be his legacy moment. Whenever you win a Super Bowl, it's a legacy play. But for Stafford leaving Detroit and having an opportunity to do it in the number two media market, the way he's playing, this will elevate him to the Hall of Fame. We'll also talk about the rest of this Hall of Fame class coming up here in a little bit. Former Raider Richard Seymour, who played his great years, obviously, with the Patriots, but his name will go in Allegiant Stadium on Hall of Fame row. Once a Raider, always a Raider. The great Richard Seymour, now another former Raider in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And then all the excitement about Joe Burrow, who we just heard coming out of break there. If he wins this, he'll be the first quarterback ever to have a Heisman Trophy, a national championship, and a Super Bowl and it'll be in two years, and that he'll shoot him up the charts there. Good debate if he wins the Super Bowl. Is he the best quarterback now that Tom Brady's retired? Can he surpass Patrick Mahomes? Lamar Jackson, who I think is really good. Deshaun Watson, if he decides to come back and play again. Aaron Rodgers, who arguably is the best player in the league, is the MVP. It'll be fun to see what happens if Joe Burrow wins this. I'll tell you this much. I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl 28-23. to is my Super Bowl pick, but I'm rooting for Cincinnati to get it done. 702-365-9200 as we begin. George in the OC, start us off as we're celebrating Clip Branch. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm so thrilled, and I was so thrilled yesterday to hear that finally Clint Branch got into the Hall of Fame. It was way, way, way overdue. Don't you agree? Yeah, it was, it was long overdue. It was really unfortunate that we had to wait this long, and I think it's a celebration now, even though Cliff's not with us, so his family can enjoy this moment, George, and we can all celebrate it today and up until Canton and after Canton when I'm sure the Raiders are going to do something really special for him next year at probably one of their first uh, home games. Exactly. Now only my wish is for Jim Plunkett to be the next one, along with Lester Hayes, the judge. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. I just went on the Raiders team podcast, and – they asked me that same question, who's next? And, you know, Jim Plunkett's a great friend to all of us. Would love Jim to get in. But the name I think that should go in before anybody is Lester Hayes. He's the greatest Raider, pound for pound, not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he dominated the sport for a large chunk of his career. And hopefully now the clip's in, everybody can focus their attention to those two and a couple of more along the way. I agree. I agree. Thanks, but- Thanks, my friend. Appreciate you calling in and starting us off. 702-365-9200 as we continue. Brazy in Vegas, you're up next on the flagship. It's Cliff Branch Day. How you celebrating? Oh, man, with a big, giant smile going up and looking in my loft. I first met uh, Cliff. It was, uh, it was here in Vegas, but it was well before the Raiders ever come out. It was, uh, my son was two years old, so it was, uh, it was 2008. And we were walking into a Walmart over here off of the 215. I see a setup, and I see Raiders pictures and stuff. And I walk over, and the guy turns around, and it's Cliff Branch. I almost lost my mind. Cliff Branch on a random day in a Walmart in Vegas. 
you know, 13 years ago, and I, you know, I, he, he had his rings. My wife was pregnant with my daughter. We were taking pictures with the rings. I, I got a, I got a great 1973 team photo that he signed and said, you know, uh, you know, love and peace to the Brave family. It was, it was, it was great. I, I just can't. I can't tell you how happy I am for, for Cliff's family. Of course, you know, we wish Cliff was here, but it's, you know, it, it, he's such a great dude. He spent the time to talk with us, and then years later, you know, my son's 10, and they're, and they're over here doing it at the Silverton, and they do it in the bar, and my son can't get in. Mm-hmm. I asked Cliff to come over and say hello to my son. He graciously comes over and says hello to him and Fred. It's just, you know, it's, it's, when you talk about the Raiders that need to be in the hall, Cliff was number one. You're right. We're, we're looking at Lester. We're looking at Plunkett. But I, I, I'm just so happy. I, I, I'm ecstatic for the, his family. And it's it's finally, like everyone says, well past due. But Cliff is such a great dude and even better person and player. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for, for his family. And for the Raider Nation, it's time to rejoice because one of, one of our true legends has finally got his due. Yeah, that's a great phone call. Thanks, Brazy. Appreciate you summing it all up when you talk about him and his life and what it meant to everyone. I mean, the guy wore his rings. He wore all three of his rings. I mean, Cliff would walk around with all three Super Bowl rings, and he'd put both his hands out, and he'd show all the fans and all the kids. It was just fantastic. He really appreciated that. You know, you talk to legends, Hall of Famers, and they'll tell you, where are your rings? Well, I don't wear them, or they're in a safety deposit box, or I only bring it out on a special occasion. Cliff wore them all the time. Cliff wanted everybody to know that he won three Super Bowls. Cliff was also a great promoter of Cliff. He was a guy that would go to a Walmart and sign autographs or he'd go to a Raider Mecca and sign him. He wanted to celebrate the Raider Nation with so many fans, and he was fantastic at it. I never saw a day when Cliff Branch wasn't smiling and happy. Never once. Even when the Raiders were losing football games, afterwards he'd be smiling, looking forward to the next game. He was always about that. That's what Cliff was about. He was an ambassador to the Raiders and the sad part about all of this is that Cliff's life would have been unbelievable in Las Vegas because he's Mark Davis's best friend. He would have been on the field with Mark in the owner's box doing all these charity events in town, helping raise money for other people. And uh, we're not going to be able to experience that. We're going to be able to uh, celebrate Cliff's life in Canton, Ohio. Jump on in, 702-365-9200 before all of our guests lined up. Got Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk at the top of the hour. Former Bishop Gorman star Haskell Garrett is going to join us. And my conversation with Stephen A. Smith, which was really special. I did that on my national show. I'm going to replay that for everybody who didn't hear it here. Uh, Let's get out to Passionate Raider, who's got to be excited about Cliff Branch and our big day today. What's happening? Yes, sir, man. That was awesome, JT. Uh, just, just the whole show last night, the whole NFL experience last night. If it didn't bring a tear to your eye, I don't know what could, because the NFL is just truly something special. But, but, but on Cliff's note, you know, just seeing, just seeing the dominance that man had is one of a kind, you know. And I'm just, I'm just waiting for that next guy of our generation to step up who wants to fill those shoes of 21 and just be dominant every time you know that man stepped on the field. You weren't stopping him. You knew it was coming. You couldn't stop it. But you know, JT, I remember when I when I first met you out there at the at the torch when I came up there. Um, Jim Jim Plunkett was standing there, and, and the gentleman that that I went with to, on that weekend, first place we went to when we got to Vegas was to go over to get Jim. He wanted to go get Jim Plunkett's autograph. It was a long line. We couldn't do it. I come over there to meet you, and Jim was over there. And out of all the people that was around, he come over and he signed my jersey right on my chest. The only thing I had with me. 
was my Hunter Renfro jersey with the black marker that he could sign. And he signed it, and that jersey's hanging on my wall in my room right now, man. And, and with Jim Plunkett's record and what he's done, he's got to be the next one, JT. He has to be the next one, man. That'll be number 28 for the Raiders. I mean, what, what, better, what better team to fall in love with? And let's keep it rolling, JT. I know the sky's the limit, man. Thanks for everything. All right, man. Let me, you got a bad phone, passionate Raider. Focus on your phone next time. It's a big day today. Appreciate it. St- stay in a place. Focus on your phone call. Appreciate you checking in. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. The NFL, in a letter to the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday, blamed the Washington Commanders for blocking access to more than 100,000 documents related to the investigation into their workplace culture, a charge that the team has denied, but one that highlighted a growing friction between the two parties. This is a big, big story today on the commanders. Look, I don't know. I'm not in the know here with the owners, but I tell you, Daniel Snyder's time is running out in this league. There is a lot of heat coming down on him. We're celebrating Cliff Branch. If you want to get in a call, our interviews are lining up here at the bottom of the hour, 702-365-9200. Our good friend, Big Al in San Francisco, you're up next. Thanks for calling. You know, I was so happy last night as I was at a uh, Warrior game, and uh, the news came across my palate that Cliff had finally made the Hall of Fame. Um, This is a guy that, uh, when you look at his numbers, and I was lucky enough to see him play. It wasn't like I saw him on film. I got to watch watch him up close and in you know, up close on television and in person as well. This is a guy that could flat out play. He was in the upper echelons of upper echelons of wide receivers. Uh, not only was he a great, you know, uh, you know, a great wide receiver from catching the ball and running and so forth, but the man was a great blocker. He was a great teammate as well. Um, it's a, it's a hell of an honor. It's you know, an honor that's long overdue. And I'm hoping that for all the younger fans that are out there that really enjoy NFL football, um, take some time, go to YouTube, uh, you know, search for Cliff Branch and watch some of the, and watch this man play because he was just absolutely outstanding. Yeah, big gal, you've been around the Raiders a long time on the field for pregame warmups before you went up and did stats. And Cliff was a mainstay on the sideline during warmups, and players from other teams would come up and talk to him right in front of us. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, personable. He had, you know, Cliff offered the game an awful lot, and now he's finally getting his, you know, now he's finally getting his recognition, and I, I think it's fantastic. And I'm hoping that when that time comes, that uh, Raider Nation will, you know, will, will, you know, will make, you know, will make the pilgrimage to Canton and celebrate Cliff and all the other great Raiders that have been inducted in the Hall of Fame. I'm planning to go to the Hall of Fame this summer, and I, you know, and I'm looking forward to being able to, you know, to be part of the festivities. It's going to be a lot of fun, and these type of things are very special, and they're special not only to the athlete, but also to the family and to the athlete's fans. And it's going it, to, uh, I guess it's probably end of July, first week in August. It's going to be one hell of a weekend, and you know, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it, JT. As I'm sure you are as well. Thank you, Big Al. Great to get a phone call from you. Another guy who knew Cliff Branch checking in here as we're live from Radio Row, brought to you by Dog House Saloon, the best place in Vegas to watch the Super Bowl or any big sporting event is Dog House Saloon inside Resorts World Las Vegas, the newest property on the Strip. There's not a bad seat in Dog House to watch the game. It's fantastic. You will love it. And the sports book is there. 
So if you want to place your bets, and listen, Super Bowl Sunday, big game Sunday, the line's going to move. You could be able to bet in-game, and they have the sports book right inside this unbelievable venue. Check it out, Doghouse Saloon at Resorts World, Las Vegas, our official home of the big game. All right, let's keep it going as we're waiting for a couple of big guests here to celebrate Cliff Branch. Hey, when we come back, Haskell Garrett's going to join us. He's an interesting football player, arguably the greatest football player to play at Bishop Gorman going forward to the NFL college at ohio state and uh his agent wanted to get him on with me so we'll talk to him that's coming up next live from the convention center in la our super bowl coverage on the flagship of the raiders They present a lot of challenges. There's, there's no wonder why they're in the Super Bowl. Our guys are excited for the opportunity, you know, to prove ourselves once again that, um, that we belong here and we can win this game. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. That was the head coach. Listen, Cincinnati's good. Cincinnati is really good. Zach Taylor knows how good the Rams are. JT, back with you as we continue live from Radio Row, uh, going through a preview that I'm doing after the show on my podcast of this game. I have the Rams winning and covering the spread. By breaking down the numbers, seeing these games, I clearly think that the Rams with Aaron Donald is amazing. He's the best defensive player in all of football, I believe, since Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor in the room with all the greats who have ever played up front. As an interior tackle, he can blow up this game. Blow up this game. And he made the great last play in the final minutes against San Francisco. So I think that he's going to have a big game. If he loses this game, he's 0 for 2 in the Super Bowl. And personally, that's not a place where he wants to be in, as he wants to be one of the greatest players of all time. On the other side, Cincinnati has Trey Hendrickson. And he's ranked third behind Aaron Donald when it comes to defensive pressures. So he's a great player. And a future great player in the NFL, one of the greatest players ever to play at Bishop Gorman, Haskell Garrett joins us via Ohio State and now to the NFL, courtesy of Lee Steinberg and Steinberg Sports. Haskell, how are you? Thanks for doing this. I'm doing great. How about you? Couldn't be better. I saw you play most of your high school games as both my sons went to Bishop Gorman. And when I saw you go to Ohio State and your career at Ohio State, I want to go back to high school and how that program prepared you to play at the next level. Uh, Bishop Gorman definitely um, helped me a lot in my process and uh, my development going to college. You know, they got me. It was a preparatory school. It definitely got me for the ready for the next level in terms of um, you know, f- film trans- tra- translating foot, you know, the classroom to the field and getting ready for big games and, you know, competing at a high level and definitely developed me um, not only as a player on the field but off the field for what was to come uh, when I finally made that transition to college. Well, you got to be excited because you played on one of the greatest high school teams of all time when you were at Gorman. Did it feel that way while you were going through it? There was a lot of pressure to make those runs for a national championship because if you lost one game, if you lose a game, you're out of it. What was the pressure like during that run? Oh, it was it was great. It was very it was high, it was it was at a high level, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it was hard work. We got after it in the spring and in the summer and so 
basically what they did and what they do in in college we did in high school and um we knew that we were prepared for um any given moment uh, for any given team so um just when you got to when you got to Saturdays or I mean really Friday nights um it it was just you could have fun because all the preparation and hard work you put in you knew that you were ready for the game Haskell Garrett is our guest uh, going to the NFL. He's getting set for the draft combine, which is March 1st through the 7th. So then you get to Ohio State. What was that experience like? We're talking about playing in front of massive crowds at home and on the road. And how did that mm-hmm. prepare you to be an NFL player? What was that experience like? Oh, that experience was great. You know, just, just you know, going back on playing at Bishop Gorman, um, they talk about, you know, that, that um that freshman that freshman cherry that you pop when you when you uh when you go out there on your first play um playing in front of a hundred thousand people I was kind of used to it uh playing in front of you know whether it was ten thousand or twenty thousand people mm-hmm. in the stands going going into Allen Texas going into you know Southern California going into Bellevue Washington places like that and also playing at home in our home stadium you get used. You know, yeah. all eyes on you, and you can um, block out that that um, what comes with football. You know, the fans and whatnot. But really, you, I learned how to block that out at a, at a young age, playing at that prestigious high school, and um, it really prepared me for college and and also at Ohio State. You know, you go out there, you play in front of a, a hundred ten thousand Buckeye fans, um, not only in the stadium but another twenty thousand who are outside of the stadium. Um, cheering you on, yeah. uh, it's really prepared me for for the next level, and I'm I'm excited, and I can't wait. Um, well, we are th- we are thrilled. Get- yeah, we're thrilled to have you on because again, watching you play in high school and following you your career, and my son's going to Gorman and being able to watch you at the next level. Now we're excited that you're with Steinberg Sports, and I go way back with that company, well over mm-hmm. 20 years. You're in good hands there. What do you want to work on here? in the offseason as you get ready for the combine. This is a big test for you with the NFL draft around the corner and your goals that are coming up. Yeah, I just want to, you know, one of the things and the feedback that I'm getting is just, you know, my 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 top end strength, my upper body strength, and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that I've I've been able to do uh, with my abilities and, and what I've learned in college is just penetration and getting off block. I'm not getting off blocks, but getting uh, moving the line of scrimmage, and um, being disruptive, but one of the things that I need to work on is um, escaping blocks, shedding my blocker, and making a TFL instead of a tackle. And so mm-hmm. um, just getting getting to that part and just overall being able to hold um, double teams um, because one of the things I, uh, I was faced with last year, you know, being a disruptive player and being one of those impact players, you know, you got uh, offensive offenses, offensive um coordinator's game plan for you and so um just taking on double teams and being able to be effective um in in different types of ways really thrilled to talk to haskell garrett he played at bishop gorman he's one of the greatest players ever to come out of southern nevada in high school what goes to ohio state has a dominant career and now he's getting ready for the nfl haskell before we wrap this up can you tell us about the incident that happened in columbus when you were breaking up a fight the injury that occurred and how that changed your life and what your family was thinking about at that point in time. That was a really big national story that maybe a lot of our listeners didn't hear. Yeah, you know, um was just breaking up with domestic violence um, was just, 
during during a very troubling time and you know one of our one of our core values at Ohio State is to respect women and um you know I, what I learned from that is just you know sometimes you just need to call the authorities and not um not try to take you know take matters in your own hands and um you know I was trying to do a good thing and was in the wrong place at the wrong time and um I to my trans my transition back to football Mm-hmm. Um, I had to undergo two surgeries, a bone graft in my mouth, and um, our football was ultimately taken from me. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was one of the worst feelings in my life and uh, something that I don't ever want to happen again because uh, football is something that I love love to do. And um, one, one of the things, my, my family was very supportive. They were, um, you know, we're, I was growing up on old, old values. It's just mm-hmm. hard work and and so they told me, you know, do you love this sport? And I said, yes. You know, I don't want to go home. And I don't want to sit out and, and mope around and feel sorry for myself. I want to get back to doing what I love and, and be around my brothers, which is football. So we did everything possible uh, to get me back on that field. Went under, underwent two surgeries. And, um, you know, I didn't play football. You know, wasn't on the field practicing. But I was practicing and, and um, working out my mind. Was in the classroom with my coaches. Right. Uh, getting ready for that that opportunity that to arise, and finally the doc said about four days before the game, you know, you're cleared, um, you're good to go, and so um, you know had of course had that breakout season, and um, somebody who I've I've always been that person, been that athlete, been that player, but once it was um, the opportunity was presented to me, I was I was ready to take it on with full force, and um, and that that season was very special to me, and. And uh, especially to the guys, and um, I was happy to to come back and do what I love, and and not, you know, like I said, not sit around and mope and feel sorry for myself. Well, my friend, I'm going to remember this a long time. I was excited when Lee Steinberg and his son said they wanted to get you on with me. Maybe you'll be a Raider. Maybe you'll be play a defensive tackle for the Silver and Black in Allegiant Stadium. Would you like that? Oh, I would love that. You know, be <laughs> back in the home city and be playing in front of the, the fans that cheered me on once before. Take care. Uh, we'll be in touch with you. Thanks for doing this. Enjoy Super Bowl weekend, okay? Oh, thank you. You as well. Have a blessed weekend. You got it. That's Haskell Garrett. Really cool that we could talk to him. He played at Bishop Gorman. He was a wrecking ball. He was incredible. The injury he talked about was in 2020, he was shot in the face. The bullet went through one cheek and out the other while attempting to break up a domestic violence incident. This kid was a hero for doing that. And he got shot from one cheek into the other and out and uh, survived it. Had the graph, as he said, was able to go on and play football, and he's going to the NFL. So that, I wanted him to talk about that. I didn't know if it was too personal to bring up on the radio, but they said he was comfortable to talk about it in my notes. And good kid. Hey, pull for Haskell Garrett, especially if you live in Las Vegas. Uh, remember his name because he's a good kid. I knew he was a good kid in high school, great kid at Ohio State, and you can just tell by our conversation someone we're going to be rooting for. Waiting on a couple of guests. I'm loaded at 1 o'clock, so if you want to get through before the top of the hour, 702-365-9200. Chris in West Oakland, who I know had a shot of Crown Royal last night for Cliff Branch. Oh, I had a couple others, and I may, I may have, uh, you know, I made a smoke something, too, to go in honor of the great Cliff Branch. And, by the way, JT, what a great interview with that kid, man. I, I wish him nothing but the best. What a great-sounding young man. And, yeah, it wouldn't be bad seeing him wrecking, you know, as a wrecking ball in the middle of the line for the silver and black next year. But, listen, Cliff Branch, man, what can I say? 
so long overdue. I heard somebody say on one of the shows, well, the Hall of Fame finally got it right. No, the Hall of Fame didn't get it right. If they would have got it right, Cliff Branch would have went in 30 years ago as the most feared wide receiver of the 70s, a member of the all-decade team, and a guy that's still number five on the all-time list of postseason receptions almost 30 years after he, more than 30 years after he retired. This man was denied his day in the sun to walk across that stage in the gold jacket, and everywhere he went, he got to say, hey, I'm Cliff Branch, Hall of Famer, just like Kenny Stabler. Again, I don't want to sound bitter because the guy got in, but he should have been around to enjoy it. I know Mark Davis and the Raider family will do him right. I know the party is going to be great in Canton. I know how happy Mark Davis is because I know how close he and Cliff Branch were. It just sickens me, though, JT, that a guy that was nothing but the model of class, the ultimate Raider you know, over the years, never once complained as wide receivers with half the credentials of him went into the Hall of Fame. He's not around to see it. But, again, congratulations to Cliff Branch and his family. It's long, long overdue. Yes, I did have a couple of shots last night after our basketball game tonight, JT. I think I'll have a couple more and, hell, a couple of stogies and roll right on through the Super Bowl. But, again, congratulations, Cliff Cliff Branch and family. Long, long overdue. Now it's time to maybe get some of the other Raiders. Lester Hayes is probably next. And here's a name to talk about in the future, JT. I want to know why Greg Townsend gets no love. All-time Raiders sack leader, almost 30 more career sacks than Howie Long, yet never even gets mentioned as a Hall of Famer. You know, the the bias against the silver and black with the Hall of Fame committee, it's not imagined like a lot of Raiders things are. It's real. we got to start getting these deserving guys in. But today and this weekend, it's all about Cliff Branch. This crown's for you, my friend. You were one of my idols in the 70s, and I'm so thankful that him and his, that his family is going to finally get to enjoy what they should have done when he was still walking around this earth. Have a great time the rest of the week, my friend. I'll talk to you probably on the night show Sunday. You got it. What a great caller Chris is from West Oakland. Always there for me, always there with a great phone call. And another guy who grew up with Clip Ranch, and Clip Ranch was the best player in his era, and I knew he would be celebrating last night just like I'm celebrating with Remy Martin Sunday the big game the botanist gin will be revealing its first big game tv campaign in partnership with the independent restaurant coalition showing support for restaurants and bars struggling during the pandemic and hey vegas take your masks off now you can really enjoy a big game party and a remy martin cocktail don't forget remy's favorite connection to gin the botanist gin have a botanist bloody mary in the morning huddle up at halftime with a botanist gin and tonic and celebrate post game with a botanist gym uh, gin mule fantastic drinks fantastic partnership with remy martin let me fit one more call in before we get to the top of the hour antonio in modesto thanks for calling in on raider nation radio what's happening jt i'm super excited about uh, a cliff I, I grew up with uh with the bill king same Branch to the left. I can't do a Bill King, but branch to the left, Blitnikoff to the right. I'll never forget the 99-yard touchdown. And I was watching that game live in my house. And, of course, there's a play that you guys got to kind of think of the, kick up the, uh, the highlights. Is to get In Chicago, uh, uh, Snake throws a pass on the right side. It's tipped. Branch comes down. Uh, Bill King goes crazy. Um, it's just Those are just things that, that just live in your childhood memories um, that will last forever, man. It's a great day for the Raiders that, that Cliff Branch is a Hall of Famer, man. Um, and I know you tooted the horn the whole time, um, JT, man. Um, oh, one more thing. And then John Mann talked about Branch, talking about, I'm open, I'm open. He was saying he was open before a warm-up. And then John Mann was saying, you don't even know who's guarding you yet. But uh, I just, those are just great memories, uh, uh, JT. Uh, wonderful day for the Raiders, man. 
Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you. That's what we want to do the rest of the show is just celebrate Cliff. And we'll do some special programming. I was talking to Q, our program director, who comes on after me. We're going to do some special programming probably next week when we get back from L.A. and everything calms down a bit before I take a little time off. And I'm excited to do that. And we'll do more and more programming. I'm sure we'll take the show on the road to Canton later on in the summer. Brought to you by the Raider fans at BillsHappen.com. Bills happen, so when you need cash, visit my friends at BillsHappen.com. It's fast, easy. You can get up to $5,000 cash as early as tomorrow. Go to BillsHappen.com. Omar Ruiz from NFL Network, Mike Florio, and Stephen A. Smith coming up. Josh and I have talked about it. There's still a lot of, you know, I've evaluated the, you know, I've evaluated the team to a degree, um, to the detail that 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 I would normally do. I'm not there yet, um, so I think to to be fair to be fair to the team and, and to the guys onto the team, I think, you know, there's still a, a self scout and an evaluation period that that I have to go through um, with our staff here with Josh to really understand how all the pieces and the parts fit together. And I think, you know, once we go through that process and once we have that understanding, um, you know, we'll have a much better idea of, of what our plan of attack is going to be going forward. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio Live from Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Vinny Bonsignor joins me, our teammate here on Raider Nation Radio. I want to apologize for a minute. You are a mainstay for me at the Super Bowl every year, and I'm taking you for granted because you come on a couple hours after me. All good. So we're good. I have to talk to you. Absolutely. It's a team you, game. No doubt. And you and I go back. Yes. I, I still think of the Super Bowl when you and I were the ones who knew what was happening. Yes. And no one else did on relocation. And there were so many people chirping on Radio Row that – the Bank of America deal fell out. The Raiders aren't coming, this and that. And you were calm and cool. Yes. And you pulled me aside and you said, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, uh, JT, because you see that. You see sometimes where, and I'm not taking anything away from the national media, um, but they cover things from, you know, 10,000 feet above sometimes. And so there's sometimes a disconnect in what they're reporting and what's actually happening. And when, and sh- when Sheldon Adelson... When that, you know, kind of fell through, I think everybody assumed nationally that, well, there it goes. And it was never going to get that far without it getting over the goal line. Just there was just it was not going to happen. And um, we know that there were Bank of America ended up being it. Right. And there were plenty of (laughs) institutions that were ready to jump on board and be part of that after it gotten everything that needed to happen for it to finally for it to happen. So. Yeah, um, you know, you, you just see that from time to time. I see it sometimes in the way the Rams are covered and the Raiders are covered um, nationally, and it just it makes you kind of just smile a little bit. I, I was guess. thinking of you last night after my show. I went and had a drink across the street. You know the Palm Restaurant. A of lot course. of Laker fans go there. Yes. And I was, met a friend who I haven't seen before, and he's from Dallas. Mm-hmm. And he's walking down the street with me, and he looks up and he goes, you know, Jerry had a lot to do with this. Yep. And I said, explain. And he goes, well, you know, Jerry with Cronky. And I always thought about, what happened when Mark Davis and Dean Spanos thought they had the vote for Carson. Right. And Jerry flipped it. Right. And it turned out to be the biggest blessing for Raider fans, not because they went back to Oakland. Mark tried to do the deal up in Oakland again. But when that fell apart and L.A. was closed, 
Vegas opened up. And that's one of the greatest stories with Napoleon McCallum and how the whole deal came together. And I thought of that last night, walking the streets of downtown L.A. Absolutely. And ironically enough, where you were passing was right where Farmer's Field was supposed to be. People forget there was another stadium deal. Phil Anschutz, who owns uh, Staples Center, AEG, um, had put together a deal to, to literally pay for a stadium right next door where the where we're almost where we're sitting right here this is where the stadium would have been uh, had that happened things would have changed dramatically the rams would have never come back to los angeles because it was really the chargers who were going to end up here they i've been told that they had a deal in place to move to los angeles probably 2014 2013ish but it all fell through at the last second had that deal gone through who knows if the Raiders end up in Las Vegas. The Rams certainly don't get to Los Angeles because that spot would have been taken. Uh, but it, it all worked out, I think, the way it, it needed to work out. I, I know that was probably for Mark Davis at the time, January of, uh, of 2016, when they made the official vote and announcement. I know that you know it was a devastating blow for him. But in retrospect, and I know he'll say this if you look back, it was, it was the best thing for the Raiders. They have their own stadium. It's Raider-centric. You know exactly whose stadium that is. They have the market to themselves. They still have their base here in Los Angeles and obviously up in the Bay Area. So it all worked out, although I will say, there's people now with the Rams who said, man, it wouldn't have been a bad deal with us and the Raiders here in Los Angeles. They would have had their side of town. We would have had our side of town. It would have really been a USC kind of UCLA thing, but... Uh, it all played out the way it should have. One of the things I'm, I'm really impressed with you, and there are many, is that you're great at building relationships, and you have to do it again with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. I have to do it. It's part of the job. You meet new people, and you get behind them. And I think some of the fans, the majority of fans get it, but not all of them do, is that when you like people who leave on their own for a better job or they get right. they lose their job, you've got to spin and go to the next group yes. and welcome them in because – they're fighting to win for the Raider Nation. Right. And, you know, it, for, for me, and I've always looked at this, whether it was Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, right. Tommy Lasorda, uh, Pete Carroll, you know, uh, I, 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 I enjoy that part of it, just building relationships, uh, getting to know people that are high achievers, that are successful, what makes them tick, what makes them good, and then also just being able to, to, to kind of – it's a, it's a working relationship. That's, that's what happens in this. You know, they're the coach and general manager of the team. We're reporters who cover the team. Um, we all have our jobs to do, and it's, it's going to be interesting to get to know uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. Thanks for doing this, Vinny. You got it, JT, of course. Appreciate it, Vinny. Vinny Bonsignor, who's coming up from 4 to 6 on Raider Nation Radio. Great to bring in friend of the show and friend in life, Omar Ruiz, from NFL Network, and you're leading the John Madden coverage at the Memorial up in Oakland. Good to see you. Yeah, great to see you, JT. Always nice to visit and talk Raiders with you. But, yeah, just got off the phone with Mike. Um, He he didn't want to say that the family is excited, you know, because obviously it brings a lot of sadness. But there is a lot of joy, as we all know, about John Madden and his life. So they're, they're looking forward to sending him off right and to have that at the Oakland Coliseum, a place that he loved. He loved being a part of the Oakland community. He loved being the coach of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you know, so, so to have it there and to give that proper send-off, um, you know, they're ready for it, and I'm sure the fans are too. This is great. We talked to Steve Mariucci, and I know everybody, you know, all the guests are supposed to be there. Some won't be there. They'll be there virtually. This is an all-star cast, all-star cast of people coming there. 
And when Coach Madden passed away, the NFL did an amazing job releasing the documentary so everybody could get it at real time. I, you've been in TV a while with NFL Network. I have never seen cooperation like that. Take me behind the scenes once Fox said everybody could have it. Yeah, well, the thing with John Madden is uh, he was a unifier. He brought everybody together. And, and, and you know, like we've talked about, whether you were the diehard football fan, the expert, maybe the coach of the NFL, he could relate to you. He could relate to the common man, Joe Fan out there. He could relate to the video game person that knew him through then. So, you know, he brought a lot of people together through the game of football, through his passion for football, through his personality and all that. So I think the collaboration behind the scenes when that happened is this is in the spirit of John Madden. About that documentary, what I think is great is that he was alive to see it. He was able to see how much people appreciated him, his life, his story, all of it. And for him to be able to watch it, digest it, appreciate it, I think is awesome. Because as we saw with Cliff last night, sometimes it comes too late when they get these you know, huge life occasions and you see what people, you see what you've meant to people. And for John to get to experience that, in December, I think, you know, meant the world to the family. You saw what happened with Cliff last night. NFL Network does an amazing job with the coverage there. It was a long time overdue, but you've been embedded with the Raiders a lot with NFL Network. I think everybody's got to forget about the past and why he wasn't inducted. We all know it was an injustice. Yeah. It's been corrected. Yeah. He's in now. He's not here. Let's celebrate his legacy in life. That's it. And, and you know, and I, I long overdue to get in the hall, but I think – Maybe part of that is maybe he's one of the more underappreciated players in the history of the National Football yeah. League. And and that's a part of the weight, maybe. But I think as, as we've come to see, see the way the game has exploded offensively and the pass game and all of that's associated in 2022, is something that Cliff was doing in the 70s. And for him to be sort of as revolutionary as he was and for it to be appreciated now all time in Canton, Ohio, where they, their legacy will live forever now, I think that's a testament to him, his greatness, and like you said, let's go forward and appreciate him. Let's celebrate him in August the proper way. We're wrapping it up with Omar Ruiz from NFL Network. has been on my show for probably 10, 12, 14 <laughs> years. I know you shared it publicly. Your wife's about to go through a fight, a cancer battle. I'm praying for you. I'm hoping everything works out well. This is important now, and I've just seen this from my mentor who I wrote my book about, The Handoff. Everything stops now. You have a great yeah, career yeah, going. Yeah. Everything stops. Yeah, right. You do your job, but all your focus is going to be on this fight. Yeah, I appreciate that, JT. And, and, and this week, once we made the news public, has just been a great reminder of what a incredible football community that we're a part yes. of. And all the love and the support, the encouragement, the notes, the tweets, the texts, the calls, everything through the NFL world has been a, a great blessing. We're very touched by all the outpouring of support, and, and I know she's got this. We have the, the, the fight in front of us, and, um, and it means the world for you to say things like that and everybody else who's, who's chimed in. So, so thank you. You know, to all the people listening, all the fans that who've sent and reached out, it means the world to us. You'll be hearing a lot from me because it's a friendship we have, but this is more important than anything. I'm in your corner. I'm in your wife's corner. So best with that. Appreciate that, Jake. When we come back, we appreciate Omar Ruiz. We have uh, Mike Florio checking in right at the top of the hour. Also, Anthony Munoz, Stephen A. Smith. So it's a big final hour here. And then I'm going to a new hotel. I'm sitting by the pool. I'm drinking a bucket of Modelo's. <laughs> I wonder if the hotel I'm staying at is going to get when I say, I'm JT the Brick. Can I have my bucket of Modelo's, please, on a Friday, live from Radio Row?